much. Now find yourself a place and listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. I thought I had only three people responding. Praise the Lord. We thank God for each one of you this morning. We want God to speak to us this morning. Even as we come to the table of the Lord. Today is our communion Sunday. It's a Sunday that is special because God said we should be doing that. And so I would cleave your indulgence that you open up your heart to hear what God has for us. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are very grateful to you for the opportunity to be gathered unto you, the living God. Lord, you are the one who instructed that we should be getting together in your presence. The word is yours, the people are yours, and our worst is to hear from you. And so this morning we ask that the ever presence of yours would come down through your word to establish us so that we may walk worthy of you. We bless you heavily, Father, for every life here, because you wanted that life to be here. That's why we are here together. So may your will be done for us. And even for those of our brethren who are, for one reason or the other, are joining us online, Lord, give them the discipline to stay at your feet and let them be a full partaker of this service that we are having in your presence. This we bless you for in the precious name of Jesus. And everyone said, All right. When you hear Amen, when you when you shout Amen, then I know that you are not sleeping. I said Amen. All right. Would you quickly turn your Bibles with me to John chapter fifteen? And we will read from verse number one to eight. Very important scripture. That you should never forget. The Bible says that I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit. He prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is wedded. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Praise the Lord. 
The title of my message this morning is The Need for an Abiding Presence of God in Us. The Need for an Abiding Presence of God in You. The Need, of, the need for Abiding Presence of God in Me. Now, listen to what Jesus has been talking to us about, if I may take it from the verse number 3, before probably I come up and then I go down again. The scripture said, is everybody ready here please? Those of us who can read from the board, can we all join our hearts together and read the scripture in verse number 3? One, two. Because of the words which I have spoken to you. Hallelujah. Listen, we all know that we were born in sin. We all know that we were, we were under the influence of Satan. We all know that we were far away from God. We all know that we had nothing to do with God. Because Adam sinned and sin came to dwell in Adam, we were all born in sin. That's what the Bible says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So our position was that we were far away from God. But you see, we had the good news. Praise the Lord. The good news is that Jesus came into the world to die for sinners. And anybody who heard that word and responded immediately became clean. Hallelujah. Are you listening? So we, we don't have much time. What I really want to preach is for three hours by the grace of God. But because we don't have time, we are pressing it to see how much we can take this morning. And so it's not time to doze. It's not time to feel tired. If you do, I will let you rise and then you will sit. Hallelujah. Now listen. In the verse number 3, the Bible says, You are already clean. Something made us clean. The hearing of the gospel of Jesus Christ instantly made us clean. Praise the Lord. When we responded, someone preach and then you say, is there anyone who wants to give his life to Christ? And then the steps you took and then you came forward, gave your life to Christ, instantly made you clean. That's why the Bible says that you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So you become born again immediately. Now, very important something that every one of us must settle here. There are two important things in life. That is to be saved and to, uh, to have God's presence abiding in you. These are the two important things. Amen. Is everybody here tonight, this morning? Watch me. I want to get to where the puppet is at the top. What I need to do is to do what? Climb the stairs. And I will get here. Now, what has happened to many Christians is this first floor. Salvation. The word was spoken to you and you became clean. So immediately you are in this very floor. When you refuse to allow God to abide in you, you remain here forevermore. But I can tell you that there is no guarantee that you will make it to heaven. Praise the Lord. There are too many scriptures to prove that. 
And unfortunately for us, the church has gotten to the point, because you see, for those of us who go out there, common, common, common thing that you, you hear, you want to talk to somebody about Jesus, as soon as you say, they will tell you, I'm born again. Are you, do you know the Lord? Yes, I know the Lord. How did you know him? I gave my heart to Jesus. They can recite it for them, for us. Unfortunately for us, in reciting, reciting that to us doesn't mean a guarantee for heaven. You need to get to the top by continuously, continuously climbing. And see, let me quickly show you something. In, in, in John chapter 8, verse number 31 and 32, watch something that Jesus said to a group of people who have taken the first step of belief. The Bible said, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you continue abiding in my word, hallelujah. I want to hear you respond, hallelujah. If you continue abiding in my word, you are my disciples indeed. The next one says that, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, what has happened to many people is that we stop at the salvation level. Now, why would Jesus say to a group of people who have believed? He should have said that you are in. You are in now, said so there is no problem. But Jesus knew that. Having taken the first step is not a guarantee to eternal life. Rather, he showed them how they could now, they could now press on to eternal life. Praise the Lord. And it's so sad that people, many millions of people have stepped into Christ but remain at the first step. And this morning... I pray that before we come to the table of the Lord, you would have had a clear understanding and a stirring to say, I am not going to sit or stand only at the salvation level, but I'm going to press on to know the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, I will not hide this from you. Jesus never wanted to hide this from us, so he told us. He said, I'm divine. You are the branches, speaking to those who have believed. If you abide in me, let me tell you, what does it mean to abide? To continue in the word of God. To continue in prayer. To continue in the things that will let you stand. Unfortunately, hello? Listen to me carefully. Unfortunately, many believers have gotten to the point that it's so sad. Let me tell you something. Her sister was chatting with me a few days ago and said something that broke my heart. She didn't even see that it really affected me. She said to me, Pastor, since this protocol thing started and I had to deal with people, I have observed something that has really disturbed me and I said, what is it? She said, some people can decide to come to church, Brother Fred. They are coming for first service. And yet, they will enter the church building 
when I'm about to give the benediction. And for her, she thought that they had come early to start church service. Only to see that after the benediction and everything, they will still rise up, sit in the car, and go as if by touching the church service and entering into the building is my salvation. May the Lord deliver such people. I want to tell you the truth. Learn to beg you. I know that many of us are fighting to do everything. Sometimes we work. And we get so tired. And yet we don't work towards our salvation like the way we do in our ordinary work, which can only pay your salary, but it can't pay for eternal life. Every one of us needs the abiding presence of God in Him to be able to make it. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? When I see you sleeping, I'll come and stand by yourself, your side, and everybody will know that you are sleeping. I'm giving you the warning before I do. You know I can do it. Ah, tall. So the Bible says that I am the vine. Listen to this. I am the vine. You are the branches. Are you preaching for me? You took me there. Maybe you know everything. We won't skip the fall. So let's go to the fall. Listen to what he said. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It's a trouble. It's a big trouble. May I announce to you humbly, let me tell you and be honest without pampering you. You know, in the first service, I sent Sapon to go and break this from this tree. Mike, what's the name of this one? Palm, whatever. You know, you know everything here. He broke it. And I showed it to the entire church. The reason I did that is this. Listen to me carefully. If I leave this branch here till the evening... When you come back to church, when you take it and you take it to the tree where it was broken from, you will see something had happened to this one, correct? It's, what that would have happened is that because it was hewn off from the one that could supply, it has lost the nutrient supply and the ability to stay lively. And it is so sad that many believers... We call ourselves Christians. Unfortunately, we are broken off and we don't know. And this morning, before you come to the table of the Lord, cry to God in your heart. The Lord, I want to be an abiding child of God who is there. Then let's not pride ourselves. I'm born again and I got born again and I'm saved. And no, the question I must ask you is that are you abiding? was said by Jesus himself. It was not said by any ordinary person. Otherwise he will not say to those who believe, let me tell you, as soon as you believe, you, the entrance of, your word, of this word opens to you, and what you do with it is what will make the difference in your life. And it is very sad 
It is so sad that there are many, many people who are not bearing fruit. You see, it is so disturbing. He said, you see, listen, he said, as the branch cannot bear fruit. Ah! As the branch cannot bear fruit. Let me tell you, this tree, Mike, I know... I know that it doesn't bear any fruit, does it? It doesn't. But we have others that can. In fact, even that one, which bears small, small fruit. You see, if you cut it off, it, that small, small, small thing, like a flower, will not even come. And that's the reason why I said that. Two most important things in life. To be saved and to abide. Unfortunately, many have misunderstood. See what the scripture said? And it was very disturbing to my heart. He said, as a branch cannot, everybody shout cannot. A branch can never bear fruit, no matter who you are. You can never bear fruit until you are plugged. And remain there. You cannot. No matter who you are. You are a preacher. And you don't stand abiding. You are finished. May I say something to you. When, how many of us have ironed our dress before? So almost everybody. Ha! When you have ironed your dress and you have unplugged the iron from the electricity... When you put the iron there, immediately you plug, you unplug it. Does it go cold instantly? You are not minding me at all. Does it go cold instantly? If you dare, just say that I have removed it and put your, your hand at the back of it. You will be burnt. And do you know the burning, let me tell you. When you are plugged in Christ, when you are abiding in the word, when you are growing... When you stop growing, it is not noticeable immediately. It is not noticeable immediately. May I inform you that sometimes it can take about 30 years before we will see how cold you have become. Many are on their way to the coldness, but God has come for a restoration. See what Jesus said. Unless you abide in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Ha! It was a big case to my heart. When I was studying the scriptures, you know, I make some commitments sometimes to the Lord. When I read the scripture and I come across some things, I cry to my father. And I say to my God, please, whenever you see me, Whenever you see me not abiding, Lord, slap me and wake me up and say, Son, what are you doing to yourself? May I inform you that. Don't think that to abide is automatic. It is a cooperation with God. When you agree with Him, then you will abide. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately for us, we have given too much responsibility to God. And God is saying that, <laughs> Son, I created you in my image. There are some things you need to do 
and I need to do to make it. You remember the scripture, the Holy Scripture, beautiful, something God said. He said that, listen to me, he said, draw nigher to me and I will draw nigher to you. Every time you make a step, God makes a step. Every time you make a step, God makes a step. Every time, any time you you stop making yourself a step, God also stops. Please take up your responsibility and refuse to let anything stop you. Isn't it sad when I heard the story that people are coming to church, they are so late, and they, there is no repentance. There is no, just say, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall rest and abide with you. And then it is time for offering. As long as they can put in the envelope, some money, and come and drop it, and either go by this way or go by that way. Lord, I came to just pay you some offering, and I'm off. Repent from that kind of thing. You need to abide. Now, if you, listen to me, I'm being honest with you. If you can do that, if you can do that, then it is enough to tell me how much you are doing in your private life with regards to abiding. And also we need the ever presence of God. Do you know that almost everybody in the scriptures that Bible wrote about, they had this revelation? Every one of them, there was a continuous presence of God with them. And that's what made them different. From Genesis to Revelation, almost everyone you read the scripture, it was Moses who rather said, if your presence doesn't go with me, we are not moving. In other words, Lord, I am not going to continue with my life until I see you continuously nourishing me. But there are others who never said that to them for themselves. It was others rather who said that this man, the Lord is with him. Praise the Lord. May you be such a one in the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen to the verse number, the verse number five. Let's go now. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Praise the Lord. Now I want to throw a question to everyone who is here this morning. Do you really ask yourself, what kind of fruit am I bearing? Please, I won't be able to answer for you. Since the day you became saved... What is it that God is getting from your life that shows that you are bearing fruit? Are you still living in sin? Are you still your mouth shut, not talking to anybody about Jesus? Everything that the unbeliever is doing, are you doing some? There is no fruit. See what God said. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Let me tell you, Jesus is the one who said, the sign of a person who is really advancing in God is the person who has something to show. Where are your fruits? 
This morning, if it is so very clear that you are not bearing fruit, it is not Pastor Dennis who will tell you he is not a judge, but you know very well that since I became a child of God until today, there is nothing that I can show to God that shows that I'm bearing fruit. Then that one you must be disturbed about. If the same things before you were in Christ, you, you, they, they are manifesting, then you, are, you have just hewn yourself off, boom, and that you are dried up. Can I only be honest by only allowing my mouth to be used by God to tell you the truth? So I sat down there, as I stood up, as I heard the word of God coming back to me, I kept asking myself, Dennis, where is your fruit? Dennis, where is your fruit of righteousness? Dennis, where is your fruit of souls? Dennis, where is your fruit of, of, of the voice of God instructing you to do the things you do? Dennis, where is this? Dennis, where is this? You know that the Bible says that if the foundations were destroyed, what would the righteous do? There are many foundations. A foundation of marriage. If, you have, if your foundation is cracking, even marriage you have not been successful, the fruit of marriage is a problem. If in raising children, you have not been successful in raising them in the godly way, you have no fruit. If, if, if in giving, God can trust you to take care. He cannot whisper to you and say that, I want you to take care of this person by doing this that I gave to you. It cannot be done. Your fruit of giving is in question. Is in question. And I tell you, there are fruits to everything. Otherwise, Scripture will not say if the foundations were destroyed. See, when I never knew that Scripture, I thought it said, I think it's in, it's in Psalm 11.3 or so. When I didn't know, I thought it said, it said if the foundation were destroyed. But I read it correctly and it told me that if the foundations were destroyed, then immediately I knew that there, were, there are foundations to so many things. Are you listening to me? Thank you, Papa. I said, are you listening to me? You must be worried about your Christianity. See what God himself said. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Now the question when I'm sitting in the presence of the Lord and such a scripture hits my heart and I begin to say, Lord, show me now the fruits. And you think you don't, you, you, you are not part of it. It's only Pastor Dennis. I beg you, you are part of the matter. The last one was the trouble to me in the verse number 5. He said, Brother Fred, I was surprised. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. I want to ask you a question. Is it true that without Jesus, you can do nothing? I want to hear the answer. Oh. Uh, so, that's an ayo. Me too, I believe that. Until I was confronted by the Holy Ghost. That you can do something, but not with me. 
is it sinking now? I know it's a trouble to take that one. Is it true that you can't do anything without Christ? You can do some things without Him. So then the Lord took me back and said, You know, there are many people who are doing so many things, but it is not acceptable to me because I am not the one who is initiating the thing. Then I said, Aha! So the issue is not... You can't do nothing. The issue is that you do a lot, but they don't score in the presence of God. I pray that you will come to the point when you will score, because it is God that in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Anything that is initiated, that, excuse me, anything that is not initiated by the Holy Ghost is a goofed before God. You know, there are some things, it's only the Spirit of God who can tell you. I could have read the scripture and stopped there. And so, when I came up and I started doing some things, and I would just be happy. You see, that's why many people are very happy, and they are always talking about what they can do. What you can do, there is no man that can do anything to God that will be acceptable when it was not initiated by God. That's the reason why abiding in Christ is necessary. For the Bible says that when you are cut off, when you are cut off, you will dry up. Your supplies of doing the thing is not coming from God. Actually, that's the truth. It's only when you are abiding in Christ and the Lord is initiating something, then it is so. That's why, you see, even in the Bible, many, many things... Many people went through the same thing. You remember that God said, go and finish the job. He said to Saul, go and finish. The Amalekites finished completely. And Saul said to God, you, you don't know much. I will show you how I can bring you food. And so they, pres- they kept some of the, of the sheep, which they thought was a good fruit for God to eat. And so when they, they, they have spared them and they came and God said, Why am I hearing the bleating of the sheep in my ear? He said, oh Lord, it's my fruit that I have brought it to you. So you can never, let me tell you, don't think that you can bear fruit. But the fruit that is born by the flesh, the fruit that is born by your ideas, the fruit that is carried out by what you think is not acceptable. But the fruit that is done through the Holy Spirit inside you, it is that which is acceptable. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would have the abiding presence of God to dictate to how your life ought to be. So many of us, so many, let me tell you, it takes a soft war. It takes men of God who are trying to do something for God and it's not even approved. Ordinary church member there, even a soft war, we are trying to do something to tell, hey Lord, we want to show you that we are bringing our fruit. Learn the secret of, don't let what you think God needs. Be your fruit. Let what God wants be done as a fruit to your life. Somebody shouted a big amen for the establishment of the truth in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
Without me, you can do nothing. You know, sometimes it's good to talk with the Holy Spirit and just say, Lord, is it true that without you, you know, if you were sitting in the presence of God and you say, Lord, is it true that without you I can do nothing? He will tell you. He said, oh, there are things you can do, but I will not be in it. So what I'm looking for is the abiding presence of me in you. With that, when you bear the fruit, it will be acceptable. As the Americans will say, Good Lord, Lord of mercy. When I sit and I look at the word of God, a revelation pops up. That's when I realize I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Because, see, my sister, there, 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 that's the King James Fanti. We have to seek the face of God. We have to plead with God. We have to, we have to, listen, we don't have a choice. You see, we, ah, kabodoka. We don't have a choice. You see, you see, I'm not the one making it difficult. Oh, please, I beg you. It's the word of God that is throwing the light on how God wants us things done. I want your heart to cry to God. There may not be tears here. But you are saying, Lord, where am I? Can you show me my fruits? You know, unfortunately for us, when God even speaks to us, unfortunately, most of the time, we are thinking about we. We are thinking about we. In Christ Jesus, when it comes to such matters, we don't say we. Did he say we, we? We are all plugging the vine. We are all hanging there as leaves. We are all enjoying the air. He's he's breathing. And we are shaking, plugged in. And some are saying, Lord, I'm not enjoying. I'm cutting myself off. May you not cut yourself off in the name of Jesus. Because you cannot do anything without Him. Abiding presence of God. Ah. Mama, do you know that as I was studying, I discovered that almost, Mike, almost anybody who said, I want to walk with God, that was the criteria for him. Moses is the one who was bold to say it? The rest of them, it was the same. If I can give you one right now, Genesis 26, 
26 to 31, Genesis 26, 26 to 31. The background of this is that Isaac, who, who inherited from his father, has, there was so much farming where he was living, and he decided now to go to the Philistines area by which the chief or the, the king at that time was Abimelech. And when he went to that place, in fact, they were so wicked that he even had to tell the king that my wife is my sister. So as there won't be any palaver for him. That they don't kill him for his beautiful wife. And then the man was there, and, 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 and then farming was so bad, and Egypt was prospering, so there were so many thinking, shall I go to Egypt and all of that? But when he landed with the Philistines, then the Lord spoke to him and said, don't think of going to Egypt. Because I want you to do something. I am with you. And even though it looks like things are very dry, I will bless you. I will bless you because I am with you. Let me tell you, genuine blessings of the Lord comes to a man only when there is an abiding presence of God in that person's life. It's not because of what he does. And When God said that to him, he stayed with the Philistines. And then listen, are you listening? And when he stayed with the Philistines, their problem was with water. And this man would take pickers through his, his, his servants and they would put bubura and water would gush out. And the people will fight with them. The Philistines will fight with them. And because he's a child of God, he will leave it for them and go to another place. He will just make a well and the well will work again. And so they saw too many things with this man and they were wondering. And then finally he decided to leave for Jeral. So he left the Philistines and went further. And even that place that he went to, he made wells and he produced water. Praise the Lord. Now, when the Philistines, are you listening? When the Philistines chief, the king, Abimelech, did something, and this I must read to you, listen to this. Then Abimelech came to him from Jira with Ahuseth, one of his friends, Abimelech's friends, and Fikol, the commander of his army. Three of them came. They came to Isaac, and listen to what they said. And said to, to them, Why have you come to me? Since you hate me and have sent me away from you. And that was said by Isaac, saying that, Listen, you have hated me so much, so you have sent me away and I have left. Why are you coming again? Listen to this that he said. Hello! Listen to me, hello! Would you read on the board for me immediately? One, two. Do you understand what you have read? They hated a man and took him and the man left. And they, they were sitting in their own country, city or whatever. 
they will still were not satisfied. They were still not satisfied because they heard that the man was still prospering. And so they put their pride aside and then they came to Isaac and they said to Isaac, we have come. And Isaac said, hold on, hold on, stay there. Why have you come? You have hated me and I have left your place and now in Gerard. Why? Why have you come? Why? And they said, we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. Ah! Child of God is the abiding presence of God with you. A few days ago, we were studying at our discipleship. And the Lord says something. Do you know that even Moses, when God wanted to go and deliver the people of Israel, it was not Moses who saw that people of Israel needed help. I've read the scripture, read, read, read. Now I discovered that it was God who saw. And listen to what he said. I have seen the afflictions of my people. And he's also even he didn't say that. I'm sending you for you to go and deliver. He said, I've seen the afflictions of my people and I have come down. <laughs> the word of God is wonderful. He said, I have come down. Then I saw that the ever presence of God is necessary. So even for the deliverance of the people of Israel, that we can talk about it nicely, it was not Moses. It was the presence of God in Moses that made the difference. So I'm Exodus chapter 3, I think. You can read the whole chapter. So I see that if Dennis is ever going to do anything meaningful, what Dennis needs is the abiding presence of God to dictate matters. And the New Testament have summed it up beautifully. It is God at work in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. I can't preach. You see, this message, we need three hours. But let me sum it up by saying this. You know, maybe your prayer should be that, Lord, I'm hungry for you. You know, many of us, we are riding on our old past glory. The Lord dealt with me and said, you know, Dennis, forget. Whatever has happened, has happened. And then, you know, I, by God's grace, of late, I see too many things. Miracles that God are doing for people when you go together in His presence. And I get so excited. He says, Ah, it has passed. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. So I'm hungry for His presence. So when I sing this song, do something new in my life, it will be meaningful. This morning, as you come to the table of the Lord, please be hungry. 
Lord, I need the abiding presence. So many of us think that this Christianity, you come in and then you start doing as you wish. Listen, you are never left off the hook until God is working through you continually. That's why he said to the believers, you have believed me if you continue in my word. You will abide in me. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Ah, we have a Thanksgiving service. In addition, we have a communion. But all can be done within the shortest possible time. But let me tell you. Can you ask yourself, how is this my Christianity? How am I, am I, am I really having the abiding presence of God Or I'm like an iron that had been unplugged from the wall. I'm still warm. Eventually, it will grow cold. When I don't hear from God, I'm desperate. Especially as a pastor. When people come with so many kinds of things that sometimes, as they are narrating, I'm crying inside of me and I say, Lord, what is, now who calls them? What is the issue? You see, the disciples were wondering why this person is like this. I said, Lord, now what was the cause? See, when I see people through all kinds of things, they share with me continuously. I am burdened. But the Lord told me that, Dennis, it is not you. Consult me and I will give the solution. And when I started yielding, almost everybody... I can't begin to tell you how much we need the ever presence of God. Would you stand to your feet for a moment? Just one minute prayer. One minute prayer. One minute. Say to the Lord, I need your ever presence. I know I'm born again, Lord. But I didn't realize that it's a continual stay to the vine. Lord, some of us may have been cut off and we don't know. Tell him that, Lord, I need a restoration. Restore me back to the vine. I don't know how you heard the voice of God, but I can only plead with you that pray, pray a prayer from the bottom of your heart. Kabbalah shatamaratu. Lemenehele moroshando sikari haleri matasta. Father, I need the ever presence of yours. It is very clear to me, Lord. It is very, very clear to me that it is not one time. It is a continuous flow. Lord, I pray for me and I pray for all of my brethren. And in fact, Lord, we even pray that as we are coming to enter into having to eat the body you laid down and to drink that blood that came from Calvary even as we are coming to do it right now, we ask you let there be life coming to put us back to the vine to plug us in to where power flows to keep us into the vine Torin Mahasansa do this for us And it shall be well with us. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Please be seated.